When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. American Glutton Podcast has a Patreon. Do you hate commercials? Well, we've got a Patreon. Do you want bonus episodes? That's on the Patreon. Do you want to hang out and chat in our Discord channel? That's part of the Patreon, too. We even have an option where you can leave me voicemails. All on the Patreon. So check it out today. Patreon.com slash American Glutton. We have a Patreon. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show... Please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. American Glutton is brought to you by Trifecta. Trifecta is the perfect tool for diet and maintenance adherence. It reduces time, thought, and effort in making sure I am never without the food I need to succeed. Go to www.trifectanutrition.com slash American Glutton where you will get 40% off your first order. My guest today is Mike Chandler, one of the most elite MMA fighters in the world. We talk about failure, perfection, doubts, fears, mindset, and how to show yourself grace through all the ups and downs of daily life, no matter what stage of the journey you are on. You can find Mike on Instagram at Mike Chandler MMA. Mike Chandler, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate Jesus, it, man. Thank you so I'm much. Excited for doing to be this. here. Of course. Um, happy, healthy, harder to kill. Love it. This is a fucking. I, I I I read you 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 put that on Instagram. I see what you're doing, and it fills me with like I, I'm going to work harder today. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, especially obviously, we're just still. It's debatable whether or not we're still in the COVID thing right now. You know, obviously over the last couple of years, I mean, that was the thing. I mean, are you happy? Are you healthy? And are you hard to kill? You yeah. know, um, and I think it was revealed to a lot of people what was 
extra, what is the most important things in life? It's not the glitz and the glam and the Bugattis and the cars. And it's like, it's your literal health. Yeah. Are you going to be able to make it through a pandemic mentally, physically, spiritually, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just look at it as I have the luxury of being a professional athlete. I train my body for a living. So of course I put myself in that scenario. Um, but man, if you want to thrive, you got to make yourself happy, healthy, and hard to kill. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I, there's so much to talk about, but that, but then I, I just want to say to what you just said, you're a professional athlete. I, I assume that takes a, an amount of drive that I'm not even familiar with, but then to be at the level that you're at is another level is another like step up. I've seen and been around lots of professional athletes that I don't think are as driven as you are, or from what I've seen, what, what is that? What, where does that come from? Like what's happening, man? Uh, well, I mean, for me, it's just number one, I start very, very beginning. I had a great example. My mom and dad were the epitome of hard work. You know, um, they never became multimillionaires. They might, they weren't building businesses and doing these crazy, crazy things. But what they did do was show up to work on time every single day. They gave it their all. They worked two and three jobs to make sure my brothers and myself had every opportunity and every leg up to be right where we are today. So I think that laid the blue, the blueprint. And then for me, it also became, well, this is just my identity. I want to be known as the hardest worker in the room. And then as it morphed into falling in love with my wife and being married and then adopting our son and then layers of purpose just kept getting added and added and added, which brought more and more gratitude. And I think, you know, I wake, people ask me that all the time. How are you so driven? How are you so motivated? I wish I had half of your motivation. And I said, well, what is your why and, why and why do you do what you do? And do you wake up every single morning grateful for just the fact that you can stand on two capable legs and function with two capable arms? Just the, the, the seemingly small, minute, overlooked things every single day that we seem to take advantage of. So I, I just, I tie everything back towards gratitude. And, you know, once I hit 30 and realized I was on the second half of my career, I also started visualizing the Michael who's 40 something years old and I'm retired. You know, I visualize that moment of taking those gloves off for the last time, laying in the middle of the octagon, waving goodbye to the fans, knowing that I am closing a chapter. And that moment I want to be prepared for, but I also want that moment to, to motivate and drive me. So it's just, I know, no, I know nothing else because to give anything less than my best every single day is to sacrifice the gifts that I've been given and the, the, pavement that was paved by my parents. Yeah. And, and there's never a moment of like, I've made it to this level. I can, I can relax a little bit. I yeah. don't need to work as hard. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. happen? No, I mean, it honestly never has. And, and I, I wish I could sit here and say, well, Hey, Ethan, here's the three things that helped keep me motivated and how I didn't get complacent. I, I can't tell you what it was aside from a an inner drive to constantly continue to just find my best self. And I think, you know, I have listened to so many of your shows and you talk a lot about the self image and, and how we build ourselves up into who we want to become. Right. And I think I, and I was just journaling about this before I got here, just thankful to get this opportunity. And I, and I wrote down the answer to the question of why I believe what I believe and why I believe what I believe about myself is because I am thankful for, but I also despise the small guy from the small town who was taught to do small things that I was, you know? So 
no matter what, I'm not even supposed to be here. You know, I was taught to be a teacher because they have good retirement benefits, or I was taught to be a a tradesman, which there's nothing wrong with that. But my, my dad is a union carpenter. My mom was a secretary, but I was told by the people around me, the circumstances around me and my elders that play it safe, do that. So I'm already fighting and training and building a platform on borrowed time, I feel like, but with that becomes a constant sense of, well, if I was able to do this, why can't I take it to the next level? And once I get to that next level, take a moment, pat myself on the back, realize how far I've come and then realize, well, wait a second, there's so much more out there. And then you start to really get surrounded by and get your mind opened up by the amount of people that you see who are doing the things that you want to do, acquiring the things that you want to acquire, living happy, fulfilled lives that is completely attainable to every single human being on this planet if we will get out of our own way and find that. And I've just constantly continued to pursue my best self. I think about who that guy is, who that Michael is that I want to be. And I by no means am him yet, but I'm going to keep on chasing him. Yeah. I mean, getting out of our own way is such a, a profound undertaking. Um, and, and to your point of like having, having this path laid out and then going like, I want a different path and how am I going to get that path? And so I'm thinking about that a lot. Like uh, 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 a lot of people I'm talking to, it's really about weight loss. And this is such a fucking weird thing because a a pandemic of obesity is only possible in the best, like the most um, wonderful circumstances of wealth and opulence. You know what I mean? So then to have to, to go like, well, this un, un, unintended consequence is uh, we're killing ourselves with food. How do we get away from that? So it's all kind of counterintuitive. But then to set out this path where it's like everything about my existence is stopping me. And I have to like kill that guy and be better than him every day. And so it's really something to see a champion so you're in the 0.001 percent of your field continue to have that hunger and drive it's like man he's out there doing this i can do whatever i need to do today yeah no and and i love that i love that people are able to see what i do and i and i feel i feel like i they see what i do and then they take inspiration from it and say well if he can do it Maybe if I can only do 10% of what he can do, 1% of what he can do, or maybe I just, whether it's a mentality, whether it's mindset, whether it's the physicality, whether it's the, the weight loss and weight cutting that I have to do to manipulate my body to make a certain weight class, all the boxes get checked for me as a professional athlete in doing what I do. And, and I don't take that lightly. I think, I think it's hard for the average person to uh, relate to me what I do in certain aspects, but if you just make sure you humanize yourself and, and put your struggles on the, on your sleeve for all the world to see, it becomes more and more of this interconnected tissue that we are all connected. We are connected for, we were created for relationships and what we do today can inspire other people. And I, and I love what you said too, even thinking about your journey, the, the man you were a couple years ago, you know, you, I kind of liken that to the small guy from the small town who was taught to do small things. Right. Pretty much the exact opposite. You were the big guy yeah. who was overweight and whatnot. And, I, and I've really been unpacking and thinking about that too. It's like, do I hate that little guy from that little town who was taught to do little things or am I 
proud that I'm not him anymore. And I'm so thankful for him because now where I've come, you yeah. know, and we're all on a constant journey. We are all on a constant journey and there's going to be seasons that you are down in the valley, down in the suck, and you are in misery. And then there's going to be times that you're on the mountaintop. And the beautiful thing about mixed martial arts is it's a physical manifestation of all of that rolled into one. Millions of people have seen me triumph and millions of people have seen me with tears in my eyes, blood coming down my face after a loss, watching the other guy walk out of the cage with the belt that I was a hundred percent positive that God had set the stage and the script was already written that I was about to be UFC champion. And I'd be lying to you if I didn't say it, it didn't hurt. I didn't sleep all night that night, but here I am today, a better man, a more conditioned man, physically, mentally, emotionally, and it's a constant journey. Yeah. And from following your, you know, I could, I could totally try to see like, um, I, I have many voices in my head constantly dropping little stuff. And I'm always like, what is it? But like, the reality is if I try to put myself in your shoes, I could have 10 different reactions, but noticing it doesn't look like you went, I have to rethink everything. It's almost just like, I have to work harder or whatever. But it's like, for me, I think about how many times in my life I had failures and I just went, I don't, I'm not even sure what's true. Like, I don't even know what's true yet. And so I have to start over. Right. And I, I just respect the hell out of what you do and how hard you work and seeing you with this you know, this knowledge, uh, that you're sure in, and, and it's, it's proven to be true. Like you, you have been a champion, you know what I mean? I've seen you dominate. So like, I don't know, it just makes me feel good in that way. Like once we're on a path that we're sure of, it doesn't matter if we fall down. It doesn't matter if we have setbacks, we continue on that path. Yeah. A hundred percent because it's all part of the journey. You know, that each, each failure is a corpse that is, that falls down to the ground that becomes a bridge between the person that you want to be and the person that you are the person that you are and the person that you want to be. And that corpse is laying right in front of you for you to walk across that bridge to get to the next, uh, the next milestone, the next, ch the next challenge, the next platform. And, and the other thing too, as, as we continue to talk about mindset, it is, it's, it's really awesome because I'll take it as a pat on the back that people think I got a bulletproof mind and I don't have any insecurities or any doubts or any fears because I'm this, you know, tough, a mixed martial arts fighter. I'm the epitome of tough guy, right? But when you really start to realize and talk to people, surround yourself with people and realize that every single person that you look up to or admire has so many failures in their past that you chalk it up to just part of the journey. Um, and not only that, but they all have doubts, fears, insecurities. They have these little voices in their head and who you were years ago and what those voices were saying to you may be the exact same voices that are saying the exact same things now that you are that you've made a lifestyle change, that I've made a lifestyle change. And I, I look at mine, even though mine wasn't a body transformation, mine was a, a mind transformation of small guy from a small town who truly believed that I didn't even deserve anything great whatsoever in my life to a guy who now 100% unashamedly believes that I was put on this earth to not just do pretty decent things, but to do some massive, massive things and make a massive impact. And I'd be lying if I didn't say there was t days that I felt like an imposter. There's days that I felt 
unsure or insecure about feeling that about myself. But if you continue to let that light shine, um, just like the, the Nelson Mandela quote, you know, let your light shine so that other people, uh, will see that light being shined and don't, don't be afraid. Don't, diminish yourself so that other people don't feel insecure around you and and i only can have gotten to that point because i know what it feels like to be the lowest guy on the totem pole i know what it feels like to look at myself like i don't deserve the things that i go out and watch other people uh accomplish and uh, it's just a constant journey man and it's it's uh moving from setback to setback to the next thing yeah i think about this all the time too um, to your point of like having fear and self-doubt and stuff like that. And, and I, and I completely agree. I think there's probably not a person unless you're a sociopath, right? So there's yeah. some sociopaths out there who are just unfeeling, unempathetic and ha- and have no ability to question or fear, right? That, that, that experience is foreign to them. So disregard them. Um, but like, look at guys like you and it appears that there isn't a question. So then knowing that you're clearly not a sociopath because you're very <laughs> empathetic and friendly, right? Um, and emotional, like these are all things. I go, his power is whenever fear crops up, whenever doubt crops up, he's able to beat it. And that to me is like a superpower, right? Because I have experienced crippling fear, crippling doubt, Um and I can beat it and I'm, and I'm working on beating it more efficiently. Right. But this is the thing I'm most envious of. And, and, and perhaps there could be a person who looks at me and goes, but you have that. And I'm like, okay, maybe I have a better version of it than you do. And, but I think these are all things that we as human beings can build and create. And, and I think it's like being okay with failure, right? Cause it's a teaching lesson and going to get better, right? This is, this is the way to, for the, for the folks that are like, so can't do anything because they can't fail. They can't experience that pain. Um, this is the lesson, like, no, fall off the horse or fall off the bicycle 50 times. If you have to don't get killed and you'll get better, right? That's the whole game. It's a hundred percent part of the journey and why I feel so blessed that even though it's, you know, it's probably, it's been some of the most embarrassing moments of my life losing in front of millions of people. It also has, has resulted in so much growth because once you've had your, you know, your failures out there for the entire world to see, not just on the one night, but then highlights on YouTube that end up having tons and tons and tons of views. And you're used as a highlight promo for the next fight where that guy beats you. You, you become numb to it, but I think that therein lies the rub of, of this journey for every single person, that right. you are going to fail. And truthfully, if we can start having the mindset shift that these failures are something that are not detrimental, yeah, they hurt and they're painful, but it also could be a, a, a referendum on the fact that we seek comfort a little bit too much. Maybe you seek comfort way too much and you need to feel that pain. You need to feel that failure. You, that, that failure needs to, to pierce you in the deepest portions of your soul in order to get to the next opportunity where you may very, very well fail again, to get to the another one, the next one, and the next one where you may fail 10 more times. But in the failing, be, is, in, the, in that failing is the fashioning of that man or that woman that you will eventually become 
as long as you continue on the path to to where you're going, knowing what your goal is, not it not just being a fantasy, but something that it becomes a deep conviction. And then you have the wherewithal and the plan put in place in order to stick to it and have the desire to to follow through on it, even if there are numerous failures along the way. And that I'm just a testament that you know hard work and discipline and all that will always pay off. But you just have to be still be standing there when it does. Right. If you're not standing there, the hard work and the discipline that was going to pay off doesn't pay off. Not because it, it wasn't that wasn't the way of the universe or God's plan or whatever you think it may be. It's because you're not standing there ready to receive it with arm, arms wide open. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Do you do you actively work on this? Like you said, you were journaling. Is this something you put thought into? Like I my two days in the gym or or whatever your structure is. I got to spend X amount of time on mindset. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not specific every single day. It's this many minutes or this many hours. I mean, it's, it's journaling for sure every day. I'll give you a perfect example. The tale of two different days happened yesterday and today. Okay. Yesterday, I didn't wake up, didn't make a gratitude list or, or review a gratitude list that I have or journal. Um, and got on social media right away, saw some different news articles that ticked me off or saw this or saw that, uh, had a call with my wife and it wasn't as much of a, Hey, I love you. Can't wait to have a great day. We're excited. But we, we talked about, well, we were finishing the backyard and the turf guy that, and the, and the, and the pavers guy this, and then, oh, they still didn't finish this. So there was, there was so many, uh, business things that needed to be talked about instead of just like, Hey, today's going to be a great day. You know, went in, had a bad practice. Right. Uh, and then today, woke up this morning, uh, I watched a, a video of uh, some training stuff I'm, I'm going through and journaled and then wrote, wrote my gratitude list out, put a journal, put a big long journal. Today I did two pages of, of journal, which I normally just do one. And today had a great, a great practice. Now that's very anecdotal and it doesn't happen all the time, but I just, I was, that was what prompted me today to do my second kind of brainstorming journaling session where I realized, holy cow, I just had a, a great practice. What was different about today that was not different about yesterday? Well, the proof is in the pudding. You know the blueprint. If you guard your mind and if you build yourself up and you start with gratitude, you can step forward into a much better chance of having a great day than if you don't, you know? Um, so for me, yeah, the for a guy who has struggled with self-image issues, uh, who has self struggled with having a less than self-concept, me winning the battle between my ears and working on those muscles, flexing those muscles every day is just as important, if not more important than the physical aspect, because the physical aspect is going to take care of itself. You know, mixed martial arts is punches, kicks, knees, elbows, grappling, and being in shape. But do you believe in yourself in those transitions and in those scenarios and in those positions to see it, see it through from bell to whip, bell to bell to get your hand raised? Yeah, I think that the the mental stuff is so vitally important and 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 almost overlooked a lot. Like, uh, um, I've talked to people who are like, "Yeah, I'm going to do this diet, but I know it won't work." And I'm like, "Okay, well, yeah, you're for sure wasting your time, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, why do anything if you know if if I got into a car and every time I got into the car I said I I know I'm going to get into an accident, I might be wrong a bunch, but eventually I'm going to be right." And it's just like. It's just, to me, a counterproductive attitude to take. But like this idea of 
gratitude. I think even that is like we know scientifically, anecdotally, and uh, just um, objectively from looking at other people. Like you go to the gym, you work out, you can change, and you can change your body. Right? It's it's actually not that complicated to change your body. What you put into it, um, and then what you do with it, will produce changes. But the mental stuff, like taking a guy who's resentful and angry and bitter and making and and like what's the bridge to grateful because like i i would be hard pressed i bet you could take anybody the most down on his luck person and have them find something to be grateful for right like you said two legs to stand on like okay what's your foundation for gratitude and then build on that and get to the point where it's like I have faith in myself. You know what I mean? Because I do think it takes a bit of gratitude to get there. I think it it, it definitely does. And, and trust me, I've had moments in this camp. You know, I've been training now for five or six weeks in camp down here in Florida. And I've had moments in this camp where I can look back and say, gum, you were acting like an entitled, spoiled little brat with the the mindset that you had about this scenario. Uh, and, and you can always point it back to gratitude always or the lack thereof um and i think that's it's such a it's such a base a base layer perfect place to start foundational place to start is gratitude because you can't be grateful and negative at the same time it's hard you know it's it's just it's not possible so just if you think about a little piggy bank that every every little penny you put in there of gratitude it keeps getting filled and filled and filled if if you put more more gratitude in, then you are debiting and pulling out with negative things that either you are self-imposing upon yourself or someone else does to you, which those things happen, of course, too. Um, then you're going to be in the long run, happier, healthier and hard to, harder to kill. And and in a in a state where the goals aren't as much about the plan as they are about the perspective. Yeah. You know, I mean, on so many parts of people's journey, whether it's a fitness journey, a weight loss journey, a business journey, relationship journey, operating from a stance of gratitude and being more grateful and more, more aware of who you are, whose you are, how you want to live your, how you, how far you've come and how you want to live your life, just more success or getting closer and closer to success or chipping away at the barriers to entry of the success that you desire will continue to somehow serendipitously creep in towards you because it's just the law of attraction. It's the power of the mind. It's the power of, of starting with something, starting something with a belief and all of a sudden things start gravitating towards you, you know, and it sounds a little bit like hoopla, but it, it's, I've seen it in my own life. The, the days where I feel and expect good things to happen, it's somehow every single time without fail happens, you yeah. know? And then with that comes the ability to withstand bad things that happen or setbacks or failures, because you know, yesterday really did end last night and tomorrow the, the sun is going to show up again, just like it always does. And you get another, another day, another opportunity to operate in gratitude and continue to set the pace and and chip away between you and your goals yeah i love i love this because i even you can even take like the um the staunch materialists right these these guys that are like they're typically atheists and it's just like we're mud sacks of meat and and there's no greater meaning and the mind is meaningless it's all brain and and this 
you know, and I go, fine, but let's talk about placebo, right? This, this is proven scientifically to be a thing sometimes to like huge percentages of people believe they're doing something. It will have a physiological effect on them. So this is why I go at the very least, you know, even if your diet is bullshit, if you believe it and you're putting yourself into it and, and then, you know, you might need to make changes eventually, but just this, this idea of belief, I think it's so powerful. Yeah. I mean, and, and I've just, I've seen it in my life because I went from kind of just a wondering, wondering generality of into a meaningful specific, yeah. uh, if in the words of the great Zig Ziglar, you know, are you a wondering generality? Or are you a meaningful specific? And I, want to be a meaningful specific in the nature that I want to just continue to be not just the best fighter on the planet. That is what I do, but who I be, who I am is a, uh, a father and a husband and a, and a guy who hopefully just has a platform and a voice that can serve other people. And I think also as, as we're talking about this idea of gratitude and self image and how they're interconnected so much of it becomes well me 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 and i i i and my weight loss or my journey or this when really if you take the lens out a little bit and you realize if you can help serve more people around you uh with more of a altruistic or philanthropic uh inspirational type of mentality saying this is almost my duty to do what I need to do to become who I need to become because on the other side, there are going to be other people who can glean information and glean inf inspiration from what I've done. I mean, you are a perfect example of that. And of course, in our own minds, we sit here and say, well, it's just little old me. And I, you know, I mean, I just did it. And maybe I was selfish here because I wanted to feel better. I wanted to look better, but our journeys are all so interconnected because so many times we sit here and think, man, I'm the only one who has this problem when really there's 8 billion people on the planet and chances are millions, if not hundreds of millions of people are feeling the same things you're feeling, struggling with the same things that you're struggling with. Um, and now in a digital age where we are all connected via audio, video, and all these different vehicles, um, it's so much easier to just spend 10 minutes a day 20 minutes a day or listening to this podcast instead of listening to your rap music that's not talking about things that are that are uplifting right. on your way to work uh, or spending 10 minutes on your lunch break writing down five things that you're thankful for or going through your mental highlight reel of reminding yourself how many times you have been successful or outperformed what you thought you were capable of because even if it happened back in 2009 it's still relevant today and it reminds you that you can achieve more than you than you have set out to or more than you thought you you could accomplish yeah how how important is it like when you talk about because for me there's there's this like there's these ideas of who i am and and it certainly was something where i i think you know you hear like uh, mostly with and i come from addiction and uh food uh, eating problems and so I knew very uh, clearly that like I didn't get sober until I decided to get sober, right? Like um, uh, friends having interventions didn't do the trick and, and pleas from people and, and looking at data and all that that didn't really work. And then I woke up one day and went, ah, I, I have to do something about this. And I did, but I found what was helpful for me with weight loss because I, 
I tried to have that feeling a number of times, right? Of like, I'm not, I don't like this. I want to change. And for me, it really wasn't until I went, who am I really, right? Who am I? And then I had to associate with other people. Who am I to that person? What do I represent to that person? And what's my job in my relationship with that person? And what do I feel are my responsibilities to them? And, and what do they need from me? And all of that, that I was able to then like have this mental shift where I went like, oh, now I'm ready to do this and make that change. Like, like you talking about being more than just yourself and having these other hats and having these other, whatever you want to call them, titles that, that kind of make up the totality of you. I think that's so important. Um, and I don't think it negates at all this idea of people making a change for themselves. 100%. And, and ultimately, as, as you were sitting here, you know, talking, and I think about you and your journey, and I think about that day that you just made that decision. It wasn't the right time a week before that. It wasn't the right time a month before that, a year before that, even though you probably engaged in self-deprecating decisions and thought processes every single day, I need to do this, I need, need to do that. It took, even though being in the suck of and in the valley up until the day that it that that change happened it needed to happen at the right time it needed to get that far gone or that far into the depths to be able for it to be the comeback story that so many people are inspired by and the comeback story that that you are fulfilled by and also as we sit here and think i mean i think about that too i i don't want to sit here and say that i'm a a great person. I will let other people say that, but I can guess without a shadow of a doubt that the people around me would say, that's a good man, yeah. you know, or gosh, he is explosive. He is powerful. And whether is, you want to say that or not, isn't it fair to go like, what is a great person? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to emulate that to my, to the best of my ability. That's, that's my target. And you know, like I don't get into this idea of perfection to me is kind of abstract and unrealistic but aiming for perfection is very real like that's my target that's what i'm going for and so if greatness is a part of that is in the conversation that's awesome it's on the way to greatness you yeah. know you can you can have a goal and a and a target towards okay what's a perfect fighter or a perfect father husband a perfect actor a perfect performer what is it not 100% sure but i know it's kind of in this this standard deviation over in there, right? And but it's looking at that and seeing that in the direction that you want to go. And then also to to your point earlier about the way that other people see you. If if you could see yourself the way that the ten your ten most loved people around you saw you, you would be so much better off. You know? <laughs> yeah. I know that about myself. I would be so much better off if I could sit here with the kind of confidence that I should have in myself if I was, you know, you saw me training this morning yeah. around all these young guys, the way that they look at me isn't even close to the way that I look at myself, right? <laughs> right? Because so many people from outside of us see the greatness in us and they see, and they even probably either publicly or privately wish that they had so many aspects about us. Right. And, but for some reason inside of our own minds and our own hearts, we can't see that about ourselves or it's very hard to see that about ourselves, um, which 
is also, it's sometimes a crutch, but also a great thing too, because obviously you need to have that sprinkle of humility about you that you're not the, the cat's meow at everything, but it's what keeps you humble. But well, and a great point to this, like, um, my version of that would be sitting down with somebody who's going like, I'm ready to change my life and looking at me and going, you're already there. And all I would say to that person is the path you start today, I am still on. I'm still walking that path every day. Every day I'm making that decision. Basically, it becomes much easier, right? Like I'm not like laying in bed arguing with myself for an hour to get up and go to the gym anymore. But I did that for a while. And, and now I get more out of it. But like this whole idea and like the young kids there, it's like. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Okay. You might have been on the path uh, a minute longer than them, but you're all on the same path. You're all doing the same thing, right? You're, yeah. not, you're not sitting there telling them what to do. You're in there with them doing it. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's, it's just a... I don't know. And, and you never know, you know, for me, it's being a professional athlete. So there's all, of course the doubts and insecurities that come with, okay, well, what does happen when I hang up the gloves? You right. know, what does happen if I lose the next fight and then the next fight and get cut from the UFC? I mean, all of these things happen. And I think it's important to speak about them, to let other people know and give them permission to show themselves grace whenever they do have these crazy off the wall, self-deprecating thoughts, show yourself some grace because the, the hardest part about pursuing anything, especially when you talk about that word perfection, we think, okay, well, this is perfect. And if I'm not perfect today, then I failed today. It's either a if, then, if or then statement. It's either I'm either successful or, I'm, or I am a failure. And I fell into that very quickly in, in the beginning of my career. I got shot out of a cannon, was 9-0 and or 12-0, and I think, and then lost my first fight to Eddie Alvarez. And then I lost three fights in a row because I lost the I lost my my sense of connection to who I am and what I was doing because every single day before that, as it was building up and leading up to that loss was, well, I 
only won four minutes of that round, but I lost a minute of that round. So therefore that was a failed round or today wasn't a perfect practice. So therefore it was a failure when really now the older me, the more mature me realizes. And I tell people this all the time, trying to focus more on success than you do focus on perfection. Because like you said, perfection is almost unattainable in, in so many different areas and it's only going to lead to pain. And, And a lot of times it's the people See, we have this positive connotation with perfectionists, like, oh, I'm a perfectionist. I have to do things perfect. And it's like, well, I'm not sure that's actually a positive thing because most of the time you're not going to reach that perfection or do things perfectly. So therefore, it's only a matter of time before you burn out and your self-image becomes one of being a loser and a failure because you didn't reach perfection every single day. Right. You know? So. And, and for me, just the idea of perfection is like game over, like whatever we're doing, once we're perfect, then we're no longer working towards a goal and then we're done. So I, I just go like, I, you know, it's one thing to go like, I'm going to be an artist and paint and, and you can't paint the same paint or you can't work on the same art. I guess you could, but like, that would be crazy if you were painting one painting forever and just like, no, I can fix this. No, I can fix this. It's not perfect. And then you're going kind of crazy, but like, okay, no, you're going to be an artist. Keep getting better. Paint lots of paintings, keep painting. And the day you paint a perfect painting, maybe you're done, right? What's the point? You did something perfect. I I don't know. This idea of perfection is abstract to me, but it also is a stop. It's an end. And it's like, I've, I've been perfect on diet so many times. And it was like, my goal was to lose a hundred pounds. I lost a hundred pounds. I was perfect. And then I gained weight, you know what I mean? And then it was just like the path back. So, so I try to do away with that, but, but aim like my, my sights are on this idea. Like you talked about being great. I love that idea. And it makes me accountable to people and it makes me behave differently than if, I have no sense of self and no sense of responsibility and no sense of a target. Yeah. I mean, and then having that target, but when you really think about the wheel of life and you think about, well, we're talking about health right now, but then you start thinking about relationships or maybe your faith or your spirituality or your finances or your career. There's, there's so many different aspects of that, that quote unquote, perfect wheel of life. Right. right? And unfortunately too, which we need to continue to show our grace. Sometimes when you're focusing 100% on your health, maybe your business is is uh, suffering. Yeah. Or maybe you're focusing 100% on relationship and then your health is suffering. You know, in showing yourself in the in that showing yourself grace in that desire to make that wheel as as circular as possible. Um, that's a great point, you know, because it, and it, and it happens And in, but I think that's the beautiful thing about us as human beings where we can manifest and we can think and we can, and we can visualize things. We're the only organism on the planet that does that. We can see things into the future and things we want to be. And we can, I can, I can visualize the man I want to be as a father, which may or may not be perfect. And then I think about me as a uh, fighter, which may or may not be perfect, which once again, we go back to this idea of perfection. Shouldn't even speak about it because it's pretty much impossible, you know, especially being a parent. Whenever you become a parent, one thing they didn't tell you 
anybody was how hard it was, you yeah. know, and the dad guilt, the, the amount of dad guilt that I feel, which I know it's not, it's the, it's the enemy coming after me because I, I tried my best to be a great dad, but even me, I still am like, man, failed in that regard, could have handled this differently. You know, it's so it's, uh, it's, it's showing yourself grace and pulling yourself, pulling your view out of just yourself from a 30,000 foot view and say, well, you know what, right now, this is the season of my health in this relationship. And yeah, maybe my business is suffering a little bit. And then next season, my business is going to thrive. And maybe I'd feel a little bit less on my diet or be acts a little bit, not so perfect on my diet and maybe continue to focus on this relationship. And it's just this wheel that is never going to be perfect. So don't aim for it, but just always give it your best and believe that some kind of balance, which some people say balance is, is a complete myth. And some people say it's, it's all about balance. You know, right. there's, there's differing opinions on it. And, uh, and you just figure it out because the more you, the more you realize the older you get, the less you actually know is probably for the better. Yeah. Realizing yeah. it's, it's, it's just a journey. It is. It is so wild. I feel like my wife is able to do and hold like 15 different ideas at once. And it's like, we're going to do all of this today. And I'm like, all of that today, like pick one <laughs> thing and I'll concentrate on. And I'm very much like, if I'm doing a movie, I can't think about anything else. I'm sorry. I can't. And if I'm real strict on my diet, I can't go out to dinner. And then it's right. You're right. Your other relationships um, or your other, the other areas of, of life that you're existing in will suffer it. And the, the circle is so accurate. Like I got to take my wife out to dinner. She likes going out to dinner. I need to figure out how to do that. Right. And with kids, I got four kids. They're all wonderful. I couldn't be more proud of them, but I'm about to be a grandfather. And I'm like, I'm going to do it right with that one. You <laughs> yeah, know what you I mean? Like, chance. Here we go. All my mistakes are going to hey, be I made promise up for. You, it ain't going to happen. I know. Exactly. <laughs> you know, It'll like, be the next one and the next but, one. But just the fact that we can laugh about that and I can look at you in the eye and be like, you ain't going to be perfect. <laughs> no. Is that's, that's the kind of grace that we have to show ourselves or else it's, you're just going to be in a, a constant lay your head on the pillow at night. Think about the 15 things that you wish you would have done better as a grandfather. And well, that was just the same thing I did with my kid. It's like, it's just, it's, it's these unnecessary too harsh on ourselves statements and scenarios that we have yeah. too, you know, and, and I'm very much like you currently, I am in the middle of a training camp. I do literally nothing. I wake up in the morning, I do my little morning routine and I go to practice, go to the grocery store, go to practice again, go to bed, wake up or wake up the next day, do it all over again, rinse and repeat, go home on the weekend, see my family. And, and it's kind of like in that 10 week, 12 week period, I'm so focused on just being the fighter that I need to be the training, training and, and doing that. It's almost, I don't know you, I'd be interested to hear. It's almost as if say you're, you're like, Hey, I'm doing this movie. It's this many weeks. No, you I are. That is it. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't deserve to have fun either. Right. Like people are like, well, Hey, let's go play some golf. I'm like, no, I don't really want to have fun. It actually kind of, I, there's a little bit of guilt associated with that, which is probably not healthy, but like, I almost feel like I want to bury myself a little bit and, yeah. and not have any fun because it makes, it'll make that fight or that performance a little bit sweeter, you know, it's, yeah. which is a, a mindset in a, 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 a mind boggling thing. And I've tried to get better at it and balance it. And probably about the time I retire, I'll probably figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> fun during any of these pursuits is it's like, I, I, I try to figure out other ways to have them. But like I spent a long time in Mexico last year doing a movie 
and there were some younger people on the movie and every, you know, it didn't matter if we worked 14 or 16 hours, they're like, we're going out to this spot after work. You're coming. Right. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? We all have to work tomorrow. Like we have yeah. to perform tomorrow. You're going to go out to a bar. Like that's crazy. First of all, I'm not going to a bar anyway, but I'm not even going out to eat with you people. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be in my room reading my lines for tomorrow. So yeah, I think what you're doing now and then flying home on the weekends occasionally. Um, it is, it does sound very much like you get on this rabbit wheel. I show up every day and then I'm back in my hotel at night and I'm sleeping and preparing for tomorrow. And then, yeah, well, but then also too, what are you, what are you doing in those moments? Cause I've, I've unpacked this numerous times. What are you doing in that couple month period? Well, you're flexing your discipline muscle and you're doing something different. Not to mention the fact that the numerous times that you said you weren't going to go out to that place and stay up till 2 a.m., come in sleepy-eyed, not be a professional, maybe sacrifice the the trajectory of your career, that was a light to someone else. Yeah. And then also the day that you all wrap and you take that picture and then you can go home and maybe you're like, hey, I'm not doing a movie for three months, four months or whatever. You can rest in those three months between movies. For me, it's between training camps and be 100% healthy and happy and content with the work that I put in the last 12 weeks, knowing I can let loose a little bit right now. Yeah. I can be here today. You know what? I'm going to skip work out today and take my son to the park. You right. know what? I am going to eat this pizza. You yeah. know, like I know, but like for me, when I've been eating chicken or broccoli for 12 weeks straight, going from 190 to 155, it's like, I am going to eat this pizza. Why? Because my wife wanted to make some pizza. It's homemade pizza. We oh, love yeah. it. It's, it's family pizza night. I and mean, I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Cause why, you know why? Three weeks ago, I would have felt a hundred percent guilty and, and known that I was doing the wrong thing, not trying to provide for my family correctly if I wasn't perfect with my diet. Yeah. So it's these seasons of extreme focus and extreme attainment and extreme work coupled with on the back end being able to stop it and say, okay, that job is done. Now there's a season of rest, a season of pulling yourself out of it and feeling like a normal human being again. Yeah. And 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 then you also get to experience this idea of like, I earned it. Yeah. I I I I own this because I earned it. Um I want to ask you about 35 pound cut. <laughs> yeah. How, what is the, what is the length of time that that happens in? So I, I am a stickler when it comes to weight cutting. Cause I believe so many guys and gals, um, they claim that they have really bad weight cuts and it's so hard when really the problem is people will spend that last week and they'll cut more water weight than they should because they didn't start the weight cut 12 weeks before. You know, for me, my weight cut starts 12 weeks before I start eating perfectly with my diet um, and setting a standard for myself 12 weeks before a fight. Um, that for me is, you know, fat loss, obviously um, reshaping my body. I lose a little bit of muscle. It, it just happens. Muscle wasting. I, I'm always working at a calorie deficit. You know, I worked out twice today, worked out three times yesterday, twice Tuesday, three times Monday. So, and by the way, we should say like these are <laughs> unfathomably hard workouts. Like I've sat and watched your workouts, and I'm just like, I don't understand. <laughs> well, you've done it too. Like when you hit, you're hitting pads with Marquez. It's I'm like, not doing it. Nearly, I know, but, but, but still, even just doing your workout in your mind is much easier than what we've done. You, you feel just the, the full body nature of, yes. of what we do. It's unreal, dude. It's, and that you guys are doing that multiple yeah. times a day and yeah. strength and conditioning. I, I, it, it, I, my hat is off to you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's, 
it's it provides me a living. You know, yeah. it's my job. So yes, you are. I would, a I would say the same right. thing if I was on set with you and be like, oh dang, sixteen hours a day. How is your brain not fried? Right. You know, I'd be like, hey man, you want to go into that cantina with these guys? You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. No man. Okay, fine. We'll go back to the hotel. Yeah. No, uh, you know, and then, so I'm always working at a calorie deficit, um, essentially burning more calories than I'm taking in, um, which first couple of weeks of that is very rough. But once again, the first couple of weeks of any diet or any endeavor in life that has any kind of meaning always starts off rough and you have to attach the calling or value the calling more than your comfort. You yeah. know, the calling of me providing for my family, showing up to to the weigh-ins on weight, which I've never missed weight, by the way, since I was 14 years old and I've weighed in hundreds of times. And that's something I will finish my career with that stat of zero weight misses. Yeah. Um, and then it's just working. And a lot of it too is supplementation. Like I do lose a little bit of muscle mass in, in training camps because of the calorie deficit, but I'm also supplementing with BCAAs and lean protein shakes. Um, beta Are you allowed to take creatine? I am. I do take creatine every morning, actually yeah. up until about a week or two, week and a half before the fight. And that really for me, isn't as much performance as it is the brain function. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of studies that, that talk about creatine and, and the brain. And obviously in a sport where I'm, you know, getting hit in the head, I want to, for me, brain health is extremely paramount. So I'll do in the morning. Um, I do a lot of thorn supplements right now. Um, there's a, there's a brain, there's a brain supplement I take with creatine and BCAAs before workout in the morning and then BCAAs in the evening. So I'm doing at least two doses of BCAAs plus the protein shake. And then I take about 25 different pills every day of micronutrients, nutrients, vitamins, right. all that stuff. Um, just to keep my body as bulletproofed to the, the muscle wasting as, as possible. And are you like uh, front loading protein? Like is protein the major components of what you're eating? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's funny these last four weeks or, or so of training camp. So I, I do, I have all my meals prepped for me. I make a fit meals and I do pretty much the same order every single couple of weeks. And it's essentially a lean protein. It's either ground bison, ground turkey, or chicken breast. How good is bison, by the way? It's actually really good. I love bison. It's really good. Yeah. You know, it's lean, it's good. It's got, you know, it's a little bit more, it's got that more of a, that natural game flavor yeah. too. And, and it's got more protein than beef per, yeah. per ounce. Yeah. Which is, is great. And it's just, there's just something a little bit cool about eating bison instead <laughs> yeah. of, instead of cow, you know, like beef. But, um, and then I couple that lean protein with either broccoli, Brussels sprouts, or cauliflower. And then I always have four ounces of sweet potato in every meal. The first six weeks or so, I'll have some of that sweet potato. And then the last kind of four weeks, I'll start pulling most of it out. I'll eat just a little bit. So most people, there's probably some people on here right now who might do fitness competitions or bodybuilding or all that kind of stuff. They're, they're carb loading like crazy. Like I'm, I'm doing very little carbs and I'm burning a lot of fat because yeah. I do a lot of coconut oil, uh, Tessa maize dressing, which is sunflower oil in my, in my, uh, mixed in with my my meals and stuff the day of weigh-ins are you what's the are you carb loading that day uh so after I, after, after i weigh in yeah the 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 problem is it's got to be very similar to what i have been eating the last 10 weeks because right. the last thing you want to do is say okay well now i'm gonna eat this pasta and your body's like yo bro we haven't yeah. had pasta in three months right <laughs> you know uh we haven't had pizza in three months yeah. you know so uh i'll do a lot of the same i'll do big sweet potatoes uh because that's for me a, a good 
glycemic index in the sweet potato and i've kind of had sleep sweet potato over the last 10 weeks you're not um, drinking a gallon of gatorade definitely not Gatorade. definitely a lot of fluids a right. lot of electrolytes but not um, sugar no no right. definitely not sugar um but a lot of water i mean and then the funny thing is as quick as the weight comes off it comes back on you yeah. know i'll be 150 155 at 9 a.m and by 10 a.m i'm 175 right you know because in an hour i can drink almost two gallons of water yeah. you know which is 16 pounds um i i did one time i did like i want to see as lean as i can get and i did a proper like you know quote unquote bodybuilding prep and and uh the morning of the shoot, I was eating carbs to like get more yeah. and vascular glycogen. more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I gained nine pounds just in the photo shoot. And then over the course of the day, it was like 15 and I was a little horrified. And then I was like, oh, there's no way I was actually going to stay yeah. as lean as I was that morning. This was like stopping drinking water the last day and no salt. For it. it was crazy. But but there is kind of like a little voice in the back of my head that's like you could work hard enough to stay like that and i just don't i don't actually think I, i'm like yes i could but that would be my primary focus and that would suck yeah well once again going back to the the, the different wheels of life i mean if you do that yeah number one it's not a desirable life to be living exactly like, like you're going to be going and getting in a photo shoot all the time right uh and other areas of your life are going to be suffering, you yeah. know? So it's like, it's, it's being content with knowing that you're doing way more than, than you were before. Yeah. Way more than is asked of you way more than the story that you told yourself, that story that you told yourself of the big, the big guy, I'm just always going to be the big guy, right? right? That guy, you're doing so much better than that. So once again, I, I kind of look at that photo shoot, like that's your perfection sure. right that's very close to your perfection and, and aiming for that all the time well you're pretty much going to fall short every dang day right you know and uh it's it's just once again i go to back to this idea of continuing to show yourself grace and maybe this week wasn't as great as you wanted it to be diet wise or exercise wise or you got busy here or maybe you weren't the best father or husband or here or there which we all go through those those seasons but next week you get another opportunity. That's you know, right. it wasn't yeah. today, but tomorrow you get another opportunity. Continue to show yourself a grace, you know. So it's it's life, man. Yeah. yeah. How much of that is is a, a daily thing? I get it. I get another opportunity tomorrow. And how much of it is like you know, I, some people in the diet area talk about like eighty twenty. Just don't have more than twenty percent of your meals or food or whatever be off program right and for me that would be i'm like geez how about 95 5 yeah. sounds better to yeah. me now um but i understand like in the beginning 80 20 fine that's certainly better than 100 percent in the bad direction 100 and and i actually use kind of that 80 20 rule for me between camps because you know there's of course number one i want to feel and look a certain way. I want to look like a professional athlete. I don't want to be that guy who shows up to, you know, fight international fight week in Vegas. And they want me to do an appearance at a pool party. Everybody's like, dang, Chandler's like looking a little flabby. You right. know, it's because ultimately your smile, the way you carry yourself, the way you dress, your personal hygiene, your body composition, how, how much you focus on your health and thriving. It's your business card. It's yeah. your resume. It's what, it's what you're saying to other people 
and it's ultimately what you're saying about yourself. Well, I didn't care enough to fix my hair and brush my teeth today, or I didn't, I didn't care enough to, for me, like I just said, stay lean enough to look like a professional athlete. Yeah. Once again, I don't expect to look like I do on weigh-in day or fight day two months after a fight in in my off season but i want to look like a professional athlete you know yeah um, I, I, so I like the more, 80 20 i have more respect for that look i you know and i don't i'm not shit talking anybody because i don't know him but like this patty pimbleton guy i think he's entertaining like and i think he's a really good fighter i watch him and, and i like him and i'm rooting for him but then when he's like now i'm gonna get hammered for the next three months and eat pizza and gain all this weight and i just go like you know I feel like there's a little bit of a carefree recklessness that he's advertising. Like I can do anything cause I'm that good. And for me, I, I go like, I hope I wish you well, I'm not rooting against you, but I feel like in the long run, that's not a winning formula, not a winning formula. And in, in a, in a sport that is as ruthless as they come, that, the sophomore slump for him is going to happen eventually, right. you know, and that's what I tell to all these young guys. There's so many young dudes who I've trained with around the country or even at our own gym who are just, they are confident and they are cocky and they think they are the cat's meow. I'm like telling you right now, man, that sophomore slump's going to hit you yeah. and you will stumble, you will fall, you will lose. And the decisions that you're making today are going to be the cornerstone or the, the, the stones that you're going to be able to, the foundation that you're going to be able to stand on when that sophomore slump hits. Right. So you think, well, something might happen a year from now, but things don't just happen. They are, they are built up. Right. It's literally like a ripple in a pond. That stone was thrown a year ago and now the ripple eventually gets there. Yeah. That's my feeling. It's like as a professional athlete. and, And again, he's an individual. He can do whatever he wants. Anybody can do whatever they want. But like when I look at mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Pro athletes that are, you know drinking or doing drugs or, or whatever it is, I, I really just go like, you don't all have to be Mike Chandler. You don't all have to be as driven and good and disciplined as him. But like, 
are you really letting it fall apart that much outside? Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's and it's hard. I mean, it's it's hard when people get the limelight when they get. I mean, you know, in these other sports like football, basketball, baseball, these dudes are getting money, like a lot of money at a very young age, and it's not an easy. I can't. I've never been there as a twenty-year-old making twenty-three million a year or whatever. You right. know, so I can't say that I I've walked a mile in their shoes. But there's this there's this infinite feeling that about their careers that they have that is that is a misnomer realizing how quickly it could go away they don't yeah. realize how quickly it can go away and this is i mean i i can't believe i mean i can't say that i can't believe it it, it makes sense to me that i'm sitting here at, i'll be 36 years old in two weeks you know that i've been able to do this for so long and take care of my body and and compete at a high level for so long um and I've seen so many people, I'm telling you right now, I've trained with so many people in like, you know, in my weight class, young guys where I'd be like, okay, I got a little bit of fear right now that this dude right here might pass me up. Like he's going to be in my weight class. He might be coming after me. He might be. And then all of a sudden, these are people that you've never heard of because right. for whatever reason, bad luck befalls them or they kind of, you know, partied it away or right. they don't have it or they made some bad decisions. And, you know, so I really, you know, that's why I look at myself too as a as a somewhat of a mentor to some of these to the, some of these young men, making them realize the finality the, of of what this sport is and how quickly it it can go away. And then just a couple bad decisions also can leave you ten years into your career with no no money, no nest egg, not a, the ability to take care of your family, and and uh, you know. So I, I kind of see myself post fight career in a consulting role to to help some of these young guys with financial literacy yeah. mindset, um, realizing that this is a very unique sport. It's you're not going to make, you know, the big three sport money, you know, baseball, football, basketball, you're not going to make that kind of money. Uh, definitely not for a very long time. So how do we make the decisions now mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, so that you, even if you're able to get just three more year, three more successful years to be able to build up a little bit of money, invest it wisely and have a little bit more financial literacy, your future self will thank you. I will tell you this. I lived like a, you know, a, uh, a peasant for, for years, even after I was making some money to sock it all away and, and put it all away to now at almost 36 years old, I look and say, man, all those cars that I didn't buy and vacations that I didn't take and the, all the, the, the gambling and all of that kind of stuff that I didn't do. Uh, and now I'm able to say, well, Hey, if I want to hang these gloves up right now, I can go ahead and do that. Yeah. And that's gotta be a great feeling. It is. Yeah. And, and, and I've just, I've been very blessed with the people around me. I'm not going to sit here and say that I, you know, yeah, I made the decisions. I made the money and then made smart, fiscally responsible decisions with with the money that I've that I've been able to make. But I've had great mentors and great a great tribe of people around me who who are making big time real estate investments or they're making big time business decisions. Or I have had great CPAs in in, in my past or in my present now that, hey, this is how we take advantage of the tax structure. This is how we're going to partner with the government on, on this tax incentive. Right. And, uh, it's a, it's a, for me, it's something that's kind of, it, it makes me feel alive. Cause I feel like I'm doing something different than 95% of the industry is probably doing in so many different ways. And I want to be a guy who just silently, you know, walks away one day and says, well, I feel good. I feel content. I feel happy. I can't wait to be just a father and a husband. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. That's, that's my goal. Mike, thank you so much. Thank you, man. It's, uh, 
A pleasure to be with you. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. You too. And now for the Q&A. Today's question comes from Adam. Hi, Adam. Adam says, first and foremost, thank you for being you. Your story and podcast have played a major role in my journey to be better. That's cool. Thanks, Adam. He says, I do have a question, and I will try to keep this brief without trying to sound like I'm pumping my own tires. <laughs> he said, in 2019, I Wait, was... I want to understand pumping my own tires. I sort is of that, feel like... Is that a, like a good thing? Is like is pumping your own tires like talking yourself up, or is pumping your... I just that's what I know got. What we're saying. Well, okay. that's what I got from it. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Um, okay. He says in 2019, I was pushing 240 pounds, addicted to nicotine, and drinking way too many beers. I've quit both of those nasty habits. That trend continued well into 2020, and I was blessed with COVID in July. And shortly thereafter, in October, I severely herniated my L5S1. Needless Brutal. to yeah. Needless to say, for the remainder of the year, I was laid up, depressed, and generally feeling useless. December 2020, I had my hernia fixed. February 2021, we took a family vacation to Florida, and shortly after, I started looking at photos from the trip. I told myself at that very moment, enough is enough. You're 40, you have a toddler, and this is no shape to be in if you want to enjoy the rest of your life or be around for your boy. So since March of 2021, I've literally been counting calories and working out every day. Nothing crazy, nothing crazy, mostly high intensity interval training with kettlebells, a plyo box and a uh, echo bike. And then he says, I love and hate that thing. I can relate. He says, so I've basically gone from 240 all the way down to 183 at my lowest. And I've seemed to settle at 191 for the last few months. I'd rather be floating at 181. Is there something I can do to shock my body back into burn mode? Is it eat less, lift less? I really could use your advice. Thanks again for everything you do. Did he, how long has he been 191? Um, so he, well, he just says he, he's been doing this since March of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't say, well, yeah. So March of 2021, he, he just said he's gone from 240 down to, you know, 191. He had gotten to 183, but it sounds like 191 for the past few months. 191. So that's, he's basically maintaining 191. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he wants to lose 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I, it's just you just have to be in a deficit so he it's just eat less right um he doesn't need to exercise anymore it sounds like he's exercising quite a bit um and if you want to like make sure that it's all fat he could you know there's a few things it's like that's that was a really long pause and I feel very like long just pause. T- turned off i i had so many thoughts all at once like yeah. are we going to talk about progressive overload and maximizing you know muscle stimulus and all of this and it's so complicated and and what is the point the guy's asking how does he lose 10 pounds and right. i i think it's just it's just at the end of the day you know get yourself into a caloric deficit Mm-hmm. Whatever that means, take what you're eating right now, figure out exactly what you're eating to maintain 191, 
and chop 15, 20% off of it. You can eat exactly the same stuff, you know, and whether that means you, if you're eating six meals a day, kill one meal, right? And then you get it or trim a little bit off of each meals. If you're, if you're eating three meals a day, cut one meal in half, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and over time, you'll lose that weight. I mean, it's really that simple. I yeah. don't think he needs to do something shocking. Mm-hmm. Shocking to me uh, is always uh, such a, for, you know, shocking could mean different things to different people. Like, what is shocking your system? For me, when I would think about, like, shocking, it would be drastic, which means extreme. And I would do these, like, very, very extremely low calorie things with this idea of like, I'm going to just, you know, recharge my system right in, in the midst of a low calorie thing. If I hit a plateau, you, you, you know, uh, yeah. there was the diet where it's like, Hey, do an apple day and you're just eat six apples that day. Well, I think those are all terrible ideas. So it's just, if you just want, you know, just, eat less yeah really. caloric deficit but you, you just yeah. gave like well i appreciate this and you gave such a simple way for him to do it so i love it it's such a good answer yeah you did a good job the, even with your long pause <laughs> i mean i was like i was like are we you know there were so many things that flashed into my head like let's really complicate this and then yeah. i was like why why do we want to complicate it yeah exactly love it okay great well thank you for that question and thank you for that answer if you have a question you would like ethan to answer on this podcast please send it to us at americanglutton.net thanks for listening to this episode of american glutton i'm ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely.